right. Welcome to The Roads Less Taken. We are on episode number three. I'm Anthony Lapia, and we're here with Don Valentis. And we have a special guest today. So, uh, Byron, and it's Byron Lazine. Byron right? Luzine. Brian Luzine. Luzine. It's like, like Levine, but no V. You know, Levine is very common. Luzine is not. I'm one of 19 Luzines in America today that I know about, that I've researched. I got to do the whole, like, uh, heritage tree. What is that called? Like the 23 and Me thing? Yeah, whatever it is. Or, uh, what's it? You spit in a cup, right? You get, uh, I guess you spit or piss. You do something... <laughs> Something you like that. You urinate in a cup and, and then you, you like, get results of all your family members instantly. It tells you what you really are, your family <laughs> members. But yes, the research I've done, I'm, I'm one of 19 Lazines, which is why I can get my handle on anything like IG or Twitter. I can always get at Byron Lazine. It's always available. So there's the little, there's that little name recap. One of the many benefits of being one of the 19 Lazines. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only benefit, by the way. Well, we'll get into more of those today. So we, we've been specializing in bringing in guests to tell their stories on the last two episodes of Roads Us Taken. So we'll get into yours a little bit as well, mm. but we mostly just wanted to hang out. We, we've, Don and I have taken a look at the last two episodes and our guests have been amazing. We'd give ourselves a mediocre grade, right? Don? Mediocre at best. Poor to, poor to like quite poor. Quite. And we're going to get some real time feedback from Byron who runs his own podcast. It's the real word, the real word, 5am call. Byron Lazine podcast. Okay, okay, okay. Wow. Ones? Stop bragging. Any other ones? What do all the other Lazines do? Nothing. You're carrying. You're <laughs> carrying the 19 Lazines. The other 18. The name. Except for my sister. She does all our writing. She's working her butt off. But the rest of them, I don't know what they're doing. Well, my wife, she's taking care of my daughter. Other than that, they're all useless. The other 16 are in deep shit. Yeah. That's the bottom line. <laughs> oh, absolutely. So we, we are, uh, we're going we're gonna to run through some topics. Just hang out. It's almost going to be like a barbershop. Just not as cool as, as LeBron James. He does the barbershop. <sighs> Dude, have you guys seen that show? It's awesome. Have you watched it? It's awesome. I saw it on a flight back. Uh, Sam, are you on that flight? I told you. Yeah, we were talking about this. I just think their setup is good. Their flow of like bringing in, like they had guests. I don't know. I only watched a couple, but they had like guests in the first half hour and then new guests filter in. So it's like a real barbershop. People are leaving and coming and going and the flow is really good. It is. LeBron James has absolutely no value, by the way. I don't know if you guys noticed <laughs> so, that. I was going to say, I don't, I have, I haven't watched it. Or I, I haven't listened to it because I'm not a LeBron fan. I, I don't, awful. I don't like him at all. Like I, I, his, his partner brings it. Maverick Carter, like his business partner, he brings it. And then depending on the guest, they had Drake one time. Drake brings absolutely no value to my life. I don't know about you guys. I'm not a Drake fan. <laughs> like maybe I can, you know, bounce to a couple of his songs or something. But I was going to say. Him, no, no, you yeah. definitely Kiki. Do you yeah. like? Yeah, okay. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. But like him with like his POVs, awful, awful. You know, it, I'm a huge LeBron fan. He knows this. Like I'm a LeBron apologist. You Dude, love, you Jordan love era. LeBron. That's so... I am, but here's the deal, he man. He's an apologist. All of us here he are Jordan era guys, and love MJ. And you're a LeBron. Love fan. MJ, but I, LeBron More? to me is greater. Here's why. More. Oh yes. man. And I know this is either going to be a hit or a miss. I got to hear this, and then we got to circle Sounds back like to it's the real reason you have me on the podcast. But yeah, let's. This let's may make this or break right it. Now. The real time feedback here leave. may be devastating. I might, I might leave, honestly. <laughs> so basketball player MJ superior. There is no one better than him okay. on the All right, court. Okay, good. There you go. When you look at the full picture in terms of uh, contribution to society as an athlete and living up to the promise that LeBron has. Oh. So came on the scene, okay. 17, every reason to be in the police blot or do all the wrong things, whatever. So he's done one of two things. He either really is an amazing human being 
or he surrounded himself with the people that steer him to look to be such. Right? LeBron, with the investments LeBron surrounded himself with really good people. But, you know, I'm not ranking the, the GOAT in the way you're ranking it with, like, impact on humanity and, and all this kind of stuff. Yep. Although, I would say that MJ is probably, I think, the... the uh, the trend, LeBron is like trending to surpass MJ in that. But MJ is the first black owner, I think, of any major sport, but certainly in basketball for sure. So, like, he's broken some serious barriers. I mean, I get it. People think MJ's a dick, and he, you know, he's certainly he's had some some things off the, the court. The Hall of Fame speech have, killed me. Dude, the Hall of Fame. It I just love broke it. my heart, Oh, man. my gosh. But I that was him. The Hall of Fame. That, that was, was him. all him, man. He remembers these people that passed on him, and he's like Tom you know, Brady, dude. MJ's my all-time man. I can't. MJ is. There's two athletes that, when MJ was in his prime, I would stop anything I was doing to watch it. And if Tiger is on a Sunday competing for a major championship, and again, another questionable dude off the like yep. course, I get that. But if he's competing on a Sunday. For major, I am stopping whatever I'm doing and I'm watching it because those two guys can take over literally the world and you don't want to miss it. Like it is just, you have to see it. Transcend sports. Dude, I agree with it's that. Unbelievable. Also, Jordan was what, 40, 50 pounds lighter, shorter. And he was amazing. He was amazing at what he, he was. There's six, one, six, though, man. There's one he Michael Jordan. Yeah, you're right. He, he wasn't, wasn't six, six one. I didn't say, I said 40 pounds lighter. He was shorter too. Yeah. yeah, LeBron's a Mac truck. Different yeah. players. Different type of player. LeBron's amazing. The the thing about and here's the thing. Okay, so they're both have had some questionable situations off the, you know, golf course and off the court for MJ. But they both have, and maybe it's why they have it, Michael Jordan and Tiger Woods both have this absolute killer instinct. Absolutely. Them, right? Where where LeBron doesn't quite have that. Never has. Yeah. Yeah, never has. That's the separator for me. So he stayed, which means that our, our my point was okay, if not agreeable. You found some validity in it. No, he doesn't agree yeah. with you at yeah, all. Yeah, no, okay. I mean, I, I just no. Michael Jordan's greater than LeBron. Like, I just can't. I, can't, <laughs> I mean, you know, because here's 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 how I'll also rank that too. If they were, if we were gonna do like a a backyard, like pick 10 sports or 10 games like we're gonna we're gonna sit here and play checkers and we're gonna go in the backyard we're gonna do wiffle ball we're gonna play some basketball and we're gonna like we're gonna do like 10 competitive active things i'm drafting michael jordan 10 out of 10 times over lebron you'd rather have him as a teammate uh, i just rather have him yeah you call it teammate one-on-one -on -one. like i'm putting my money every time on mj and i'm guessing seven or eight out of the 10 I'm getting money back. That, right. And we should go back to this because we, we talked when we were just uh, sort of sitting around kicking it before the show about NBA free agency. Mm. And this is an interesting topic because I believe that the best teammate might not always be the best player. Like LeBron from a facilitation perspective, getting the best out of everybody. Yep. He's more in the school of Magic and Bird. Kobe and Jordan are different animals. Like if I'm betting on somebody, I'm betting on them. If I have one person to take the last shot, I want them. Right? And but, so... There were definitely teammates, and you can go back into the history on MJ, for example. And really, LeBron's gotten some criticism on, on his teammate, how he deals with teammates in the media. 
And certainly Michael Jordan. I mean, Michael Jordan knocked out. Who did he knock Steve out? Steve Kerr and Will Purdue. And Will Purdue. He went big and small. And Will Purdue right. was like seven. Jordan was it's a like killer. Seven feet tall, yeah. wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But here's the thing. Nobody <laughs> outworked Jordan. He had the coach, uh, Grover, Tim Grover, which that's a book, Relentless. Have you guys read that book? Uh, no, I've read a couple of Jordan biographies, but I haven't read No, it. this one is the tr- uh, the personal coach of Michael Jordan, oh, it's Tim by Grover. Grover. Okay. It's his book. It's called Relentless. Absolutely pick this up. It's going to help you in everything, like in just being relentless, basically, and, and not quitting. So Michael Jordan outworked everybody. He went and hired Tim Grover, same coach that Kobe Bryant had too, by the way, and Dwayne Wade. And maybe he wasn't the nicest guy to his teammates, certainly not Kerr or Purdue in those situations, but he was putting in so much extra work than everybody else. He was making everybody, I mean, think about, you know, think about Scottie Pippen and these guys who he, he made them extra, extra millions, not only during their career, but after their career because of what they accomplished. That, that to me almost makes him a better teammate because of the amount of work that he was putting in on top of practice, on top of everything else. He was freaking just totally obsessed. Setting a high being, bar. Setting such setting a high, high bar. bar. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, to me, there's just no question, especially when you dig into a book like that and you realize the mindset that it takes to be an absolute killer out there. I think there's I mean, a lot of athletes in, in our time that have been like that. Kobe. Kobe he's, he's, is he's, the example, dude. He, he, I like Kobe's, Kobe's the inc- closest thing to MJ. Kobe always will be. Here's how my, he was a complete psychopath Here's how my at view his profession on, and made everybody better. My view on LeBron will change probably when he retires because I hated Kobe Bryant. I'm a Celtics fan. I so am I. And I was a Bulls fan until Jordan retired, but then I was just like, I'll root for the local team, right? But I hated Kobe Bryant his entire career. Thought he was like just you know a jerk. That doesn't really matter in, in sports, but hated him, hated him, hated him until I started to read content after he retired about how this dude was so obsessed, like Michael Jordan style. Video preparation, practice hours, I, I read some stuff. He literally copied everything Jordan did down to a T. I mean, when you, and yeah. that's, I mean, as business guys, that's what we should be doing. Hey, that's working over there on a big scale. Like, how can I learn from that, implement that into my business and implement that into what I do, right? That like, it's just practical. And Jordan did that his entire career, down to the footwork, down to the way he would do interviews, the way he would talk, emulating Jordan with no shame. Put And that put him in the top 10 greatest players of all time by doing that. Could have maybe passed him if him and Shaq stayed. Wouldn't have passed Michael Jordan, but could have maybe in rings if him and Shaq stayed together. And I have nothing. I love Kobe Bryant now. I absolutely, like anytime Agreed. I get. My, he, my point of view is He's so competitive. He didn't want to do it with Shaq. He no. wanted to prove he could do it without him. He no, won an Oscar. When you're that big of an alpha dude, like you don't yeah. want to do it with Shaq. Kobe no. won an Oscar after, after he retired. Like, and what pissed him off and fueled him more is when Shaq won one. Anytime I get a chance to consume uh, a Kobe Bryant interview where I know he's going to talk about some of this, like the Black Mamba side, I'm always all in on it. You know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, like that's Jim Con. I'm, I'm listening to Kobe, man. Like he's... I love Kobe now. Never would have, you know, asked me 
Certainly when uh, they won that game seven, when I think Rasheed Wallace went down. Yes. Rasheed. Uh, uh, they were no, depleted. Uh, Kendrick Perkins. Kendrick Perkins. Kendrick Perkins but Rasheed, Rasheed Wallace played like he was done. He was already done at they that They were point. on fumes. He, he, it actually was a phenomenal game. By well, him. it's also yeah. Ron Artest. He did have a good game. Uh, yeah. Who goes by the he name of... Metal, Metal World, World Peace. Peace now hit the game he winning hit three. That shot. Hit yeah. the game winning three. And then thanked the psychiatrist. That pissed me off so much because there's a guy who's a real jerk who didn't deserve it. Although I did just see him on a interview Showtime recently. thing. Did you see the Showtime movie? Yeah, they were really making him look good. Yeah. 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 He's a St. John's guy. Little business Most of you guys know this, but UConn is going back to the Big East. I know. I saw I that. I saw that. That was recent. Huge. I that, missed the Big East. That Ma- Madison Square Garden Big East tournament used to be the best thing locally that you could go to and i feel i think I, I think the Big East still goes to them they do right so now you get yukon back your big schools it was, it was like yukon's yeah. second home essentially it's their second yeah. home and it, it hasn't been that way even though they've played there but speaking of circling back let's go back to our podcast wow let's talk about it wow talk point. about raising a high don, bar and being obsessed with excellence yeah. don valentis i fired that back <laughs> listen yeah let's is, go back L- let me frame this up right because we were chat. I think we were texting, right? And yeah. I were, we were texting ab- about um, the podcast, your guys' podcast. And you said to me, "You're like, man, you know, our, we, like you said, we had two great guests, but we don't feel like the like that you could sit down and watch the podcast, or like the content was that enriching, or whatever, right? You know, and and that you, you didn't like, you wanted to change it up, you wanted a spark or something like that." I want the, the chemistry that, that we have in our regular conversations to come across on air. Mm-hmm. But yeah, because you guys, I, what do you think? How long have uh, you guys no, known each other again? Like, uh, too long. It's like 255 years. Yes. Right. So you guys so have great chemistry, age. but it's a little bit yeah. different when you put the light on and you're doing the whole thing and, and, and you're recording something that you know other people are going to be spending 45 minutes consuming, whether they're in the gym or they're you know, in their morning routine or they're just kind of vegging out at night and watch whatever the case may be. And you want that to be good. You want to deliver good content. Here's what I'll, my mm, constructive criticism. Is that the word? No, my feedback for that type of thinking would be, this is your third podcast. So there's gotta be some element of patience, right? Patience. Okay. That's a boring thing to say because it's like, okay, patience. Great. Check. I'll be more patient. Now what, right? Here's what I'm going to tell you. Your piece of 45-minute piece of content here and um, the outbreaks that you get off of it, you need to go on top of that and do more face to the camera, right? A face to, a face to, the, to the phone, right? And just now pull out another, even though you're pulling out the content for Instagram story and, all, and this kind of stuff, I would pull out, just face the camera. Hey guys, I was talking, you know, if I'm done, I was talking to this with my boy aunt, like, here's what we were talking about on the podcast. Here's the feedback I'm getting when I talk to other people, right? Do the setup, right? Talk about that conflict. And then what was the resolution on the podcast? Now, if they like the three, four, five minutes and you do that on IGTV or on a Facebook live or whatever the thing may be, but you're referencing, hey, you do this once or twice a week, referencing back to we talked about this on the podcast, we talked about this on the podcast. Now, people are gonna be like, man, I wanna, I wanna watch the rest of that podcast, right? They're gonna catch these two, three, four, five minute authentic, just raw, just super raw, face into the, into the phone, 
pieces of content referencing the, the, the podcast, they're going to go back and check it out. Supplemental carries out the narrative, mm -hmm. right? Builds some, some relationship it, outside of just the tapings. Yeah. It, and it's super engaging because it's just you speaking into your, into your camera, which is always just raw, good stuff. And if you're framing it up where you're referring back to the content that you produced on, you know, cause you're doing this once a month. Yeah. Yeah. Once, once a, a month. month. Right. So there needs to be more conversation around it. Like, you know, my podcasts right now are flowing pretty good. Right. We mentioned it, but I'm also, I'm over a thousand deep. You know, I've done, yep. a, I have a radio show that I've done for over three years, every single week. That's over 150 episodes right there of an hour long show. I've done, I did a show before we started doing the real word, which was up like 150 plus episodes that channel which doesn't even exist anymore my original that's the first show i saw you yeah, yeah. My, my original youtube channel which doesn't even exist anymore had over 350 videos on it where they were bite-sized pieces of content or podcast type of shows the real word now we just did today we did episode 77 today um 5 a.m call is every single day that's five minute podcast short little thing but that's every single day for the last two plus years so there's 700 it's, it's right like there. the ten thousand hour rule right it's the exactly it's the outliers piece exactly so if you're doing a mega piece of content the podcast every single month where can you fit into your schedule those two three four minute videos that you're just gonna clip out on a regular basis i would prefer you guys doing it on igtv to just continue to engage in this conversation, right? And it could be as simple as, hey, our guest killed it, right? Our guest killed it, so-and-so killed it on the last podcast. What can, me and Don are sitting here and we're talking about what can we do better? What do you think we can do better? Love for you to go check out the podcast. Like it could just be a video around that, just driving you know, a few more people over. Leave me a comment on the YouTube, leave me a comment here, right? But get the conversation going with people I think that's a huge opportunity that I'm not even doing enough of. I did one today, but I'm not doing enough of it. Interestingly enough, like what one thing that hasn't come up is as we've chatted about it, either post watching it or post taping, we just keep bringing up fun. Like we haven't once said like, oh, I wonder if anybody's gonna watch. Like literally, he doesn't care, and and we both are are in a place where you know our work is our work, and this is something that's like a creative outlet. So if yeah. people watch, cool, but we want to feel like, do we like it? which I'd love the guests and I'm going to ask you to have an intervention with me with Don because uh -oh. we're so close that I can't even say these things that you need to, dun, dun, dun. the we name need of to that thing is, isn't it called eight, in 18 and me is that is that the 23 and me oh 23 what are me. you watching I don't know I'm, I'm still trying to think of the 18 and me Don jeez I'm still trying to think this of the, not the, the, the kit that you got wow. by the way okay I mean if that is what you're watching we are going to step in here one Let's one thing it. one thing we talked about is that we're being too nice to each other not yeah. once in when we have a oh. regular conversation does he let me get away like if I, i'm controlling on the podcast right like i'm always leading the content or whatever and he's like what's the format today he has never like in regular life he'll step in make fun of me he'll call me out for being too controlling and i'm being too nice to him too like when he's not talking i'm not yelling at him for yeah not i would that's a huge I, I think what you guys have advantage in your what we, yeah in your podcast especially um, the, yin and the, the podcast yang. with nicole's you guys feed off of each other you bring a big, uh, uh, 
and, and I want to say what she does isn't serious, but you bring a more serious side to it and she'll be like, whatever, you know, and you guys jive together and we, we do too. But I think what we've done is we've gone way too formal and we've, we've had the podcast go just in, it's basically an interview. Mm-hmm. So we're just, it's Q and a for, for yeah. 40 minutes and, and we're allowing the, the guest to run it where you can still go interview style with the banter mixed in. I think I we'll go 15 minutes on the interview at this point and do some other I, stuff. I would even do topics. They're still in it like you are. Yeah. I mean, right now. with me and Nicole, that show is basically not as boring as these two guys, but I'm Pat Summerall. She's John Madden type of thing. I thought you were going to say Anthony had done. Right. <laughs> I think Pat Summerall and John Madden were enthralling. Yeah. I want a chalkboard. I mean, circle you should have said not as boring as you two. No, no, no. He's but, getting to that later. Yeah. My, my That's what he is, wanted to say, but didn't say. We should have brought on the other Lizzie, Lazines. This oh, is, yeah. This, yeah, you, the you other 16. About a snoozer. Number three would have been a total snoozer. You bring those other Lazines. Um, but, but here's the thing. Like, uh, Pat Summerall, John Madden, meaning we each have our role, you know, in a sense. And so I think finding your role, but absolutely be open to the fact that like, hey, we're, we're working hard to make the content engaging and entertaining. So if I say something, you know, if you guys have certain boundaries, this is off the table or whatever, then you guys got to obviously respect that. But have this you know, take the barrier down. Like I'm not going to get offended by anything. Either of you guys say I'm certainly not, but you two each other on these podcasts, because this is, it's not for you. It's for whoever's consuming it. Right. One of the things that, that Don has brought up that's been really helpful is people have, whether it's friends or people he works with have brought up, Hey, you have an inspirational podcast. Like, why do you, why is that your focus? And then we talked about it in our, our, our idea for Roads Less Taken wasn't supposed to be inspirational. It's that our first guest who murdered it, like really killed it and did a great job and she got a lot of great feedback, was inspirational mm-hmm. by nature. Uh, Al, who came on, Al Montagna, who's the CEO of an, uh, Unorthodox, came on on the next episode and he's just a real conversational guy like you, very funny. He was, he was putting out some content that was somewhat inspiring if you were going to start your own thing, but that wasn't his goal. He just wanted to have a dialogue. No, yeah. and, and that's where we dropped the ball. He had yeah. so much interest, so many different interesting things that happened. Yeah, we were focused on In interview. his life, we, we kind of just focus it. It's just a focused interview, but I think he could have got across, gotten across his message of, of unorthodox in probably five minutes if he, or ten minutes if he condensed it. Yeah, we kept him there. He, there's he was in e, he was an EMS at 9/11 at Ground Zero. Yeah, he had a lot of fun stories from Unorthodox where they have like bachelor and bachelorette parties and stuff that he was telling us that yeah. we could have segued into and really had some fun with it. And with we, the and guest, we didn't. with the guest though, in pre-interviews, we've been safe about like what boundaries to keep it in for them, which is important. So, yeah. But the you one thing me. the one thing I was to put out there is like for anybody listening, like the intent was not never was never necessarily to be preachy or inspiring. It was to say, Roads Less Taken was about, you tell that story all the time about where, how you got your start in the real estate yep. business. And it was basically like this, you know, I'm making a pivot because I'm going to do what I like, right? It's almost like, and in some cases, it's like people are throwing up the double middle fingers to corporate America and saying, I'm going to do my thing. In other cases, it's like, hey, I tried something. I, I didn't really like it. And I went to go do something I liked better. But it was never supposed to inspire. It was more to inform and then say, hey. You know where could we take this conversation? So. And there's a, and there's a couple of ways to do it. There are some people that that will that have really like 
well-followed podcasts and, and interview shows that follow a specific script and they won't bounce off of it. I think the two people in podcast land that are asking the best, like, you know, they hear something from the guest and then they ask the great follow-up question, which unlocks some of the stuff that you're talking about. The JR. Who's JR? Joe Rogan. JR. That's where I was going to go. Joe, yeah. Joe Rogan and, um, and Tom Bilyeu. Both of those guys have a great knack at getting, and Joe Rogan has absolutely no script. Tom Bilyeu does have a script that he follows, but he will get off script and ask the phenomenal follow-up question that unlocks the great piece of content. Or there's a podcast I did tell you guys to check out because of the way you formatted it. And I've watched probably four or five of their shows to know that they do have a defined script but they do have the serious guy and the funny guy role and they're, and they're strictly interviewing. And, and that's the guy from Barstool and A-Rod. I never remember his name, but the, but the Barstool guy and A-Rod and they're interviewing, what they're doing is they're, they're you know, recording all their content and then putting it out in seasons. But A-Rod is the serious, like he's got the notepad, like he's done his homework on the guest yeah, I'll take a guess at which guy I get to be. And and he's notepad. And he's like really <laughs> nice notepad. You would notepad. think. Have you, either of you guys checked that show Trapper out? At all? I have. Yeah, there was one. My you know someone I, turned I me have on one recently too that I'm trying to think you, of the name. You of would it. think that A Rod is like some up and coming interviewer, and he he's like he's so humble in the sense of how much work and effort he puts into it that you wouldn't think the dude. You know, used to he had a three hundred million dollar contract at some point, and then you got the guy from Bar Barstool who's just literally trying to squeak in jokes, and he does a great job. They, they do a really good job. B Barstool it, doesn't do anything bad. Everything they do no. is awesome. Yeah, no, that's true. Well, I think they do a great job of not taking themselves too seriously. Yeah. I'll right? say, um, and this has nothing to do with what we're talking about. Why? Why does everybody who is so anyone who's who's super talented? whether you're an athlete uh, or, or uh, a musician or an actor, why, why do you have to be good at everything? You mean like A-Rod's good at everything? Like A-Rod's good at everything. He was poker, one of the best players, baseball players ever. He's a phenomenal analyst. And now he's, he's on a podcast that's doing well. Was Bradley great, Cooper is a great actor. Great the dude can sing. <laughs> he wasn't good at that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, that one you, you know what I mean, though. How come every actor can sing... Well, They're all good that. dancers. I don't know about every, but but I think Arod was um, or is right now. I you know from everything that I know about online, he is a great businessman. So I think he's doing the podcast yeah. to build brand. I think Arod also has that uh, that part of his personality where he's he's obsessed with looking good. Like he wants to be liked. He hasn't. He oh, has. Dude, a, are you a, kidding a, me? No, no doubt. Wants to be liked. Yeah. Of course. And now he's he's dating J Lo, right? Are they married for a long time? Yeah, his life time. doesn't suck. Yeah. Pretty good life. Good Nothing life. about mean, his life sucks. You're six three. What are you complaining about? You got good life too. Look at you. You played. You, look like you played golf at some point today. You, you didn't dress like, right. We're you talking dress about like a golfer. A Rod. <laughs> you would. You you wouldn't paint yourself with that brush. You wouldn't put yourself in that category. I've been slinging mortgages all day, and now on a podcast with you guys. I'm, you, I'm not hanging out with right, you later. A Rod got nothing on you. <laughs> yeah, not not Don Valente. Did you do lunch down here on the shore? So, I did. Yeah. Yes. Good. Don has boat shoes on today. He's, yeah. It's, no, I, I mean, it's, he is. He's been on the shore. You can I, tell. Because I knew I would be working from here for a little bit today. I did call to ask him if my attire would be yeah. appropriate. Yeah. You had. I didn't make that call. Is that what you're trying to insinuate? Yeah. No, I you went, guys can I wear went, whatever you want. I no. went casual instead of business casual. He's wearing a schmedium. 
I have a Schmedium on. I'm a Schmedium guy. There you go. Yeah. See? Oh, nice. He, yeah, I don't he's, know if there's anything wrong with that. You, you're now at, I'm a follower, obviously. But you have, dude, we talking 279 consecutive days at the yeah, gym? What are you at? 277. Or it's right in that mix. No days off, man. Uh, no, there have been a few days off. There have. Watch the IGTV video I just put out. You today. said you gave yourself five, right? No, I gave myself 15, but oh, I went okay. over the 15, but I'm still committed to my date of finishing. So uh, this is what it was. On August 19th of last year, 2018, I said, I'm going to do 350 gym sessions in the next 365 days. So I gave myself 15 days off. I didn't plan on getting sick. You know, here's my excuse modes coming, which don't count. Yeah, right? we'll, I didn't we'll, plan on getting we'll sick. We'll run advertisements during this section. we got a lot of listeners. Certain things, you know, <laughs> I, w I went to Florida a week ago and I couldn't get into the gym in our community because I need to update my fingerprint and then I never felt like doing that. So I like blew like six days right there. Anyway. Excuses don't count when you set a big audacious goal. They just don't count because the goal doesn't care. So you've got two choices at that point, right? You can either adjust the goal out. I could have said, oh, I'm going to push this out till the end of the year. And people would have been like, dude, you're a badass. Freaking, you know, 15 months, you're going to do 350 gym sessions in 15 months. That's insane, right? Or you can adjust your actions inside of the time frame that you already set. So double session. I'm doing double sessions, dude. You're doing two a days. I'm doing two a days. Like I'm like I'm fucking training. You for better the New York Giants. How many? You what's a streak? You, you better get like your when, ass over. When did it swear on your relentless. podcast? I didn't even ask. Yes. You guys. Well, now he, now he asked. Well, Sam, I, you I have wish, to beat these out for these guys. I think I swore twice. No, we were. We're I good wish with it. that right. people would swear more. Um, but what's Starts a streak? You, what when did you when did you consider yours like a streak? Two, three? No, I was streaking before I set the. You know, the, the 350 to... Yeah, so what number was that? I was streaking probably... After two? Three? No, 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 no. Meaning, before I even started at one, I probably had a streak of 30 or 40 or something consecutive without even a Th day that's off. That's what I'm so saying. I'm not let's, talking let's about your goal. This. I'm talking about oh, when I mean, you started. Can I go backwards and yeah. grab those? No, no, no. When I set it on, on August 19th, I said, this is what I'm going to do for the next 365, and I'm going to do it. There's just no chance I'm not going to do it. So double sessions are now in the recipe from now through August 19th. Not every day. I've got, I've got enough leeway to not have to do that every way, every day. But yeah, double sessions. And listen, it's not. I think the gym every single day, if you can pull it off 365 days a year, is healthy. Because you can go in there and work on soft tissue. You can go do cardio. You can, the next day you can, you can lift. Like Going in there and just stretching is good for you. Don, I can't touch it my out. toes. It builds, it, it builds good. So what cats. day are you on? Two, two what? Two seventy nine. Uh, I'll tell you right now. I think it's two seventy seven ish. Uh, see, I think he's in that neighborhood. I haven't been I'm to right the gym in once well, in two hundred seventy seven. You better days. download Relentless. Get your ass to the gym. Two seventy four. Well, if I keep doing this podcast and see, keep seeing my fat head, I, I might get into the gym. You know what? You know what will keep you in the gym? You download Relentless. That'll be the first audio book you listen to in the gym. Number two, Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. If you guys haven't... I saw Goggins on Rogan. Do... Yeah. And if you... Yeah. You should definitely... Everybody listening to this podcast should just go look up... Well, you guys should... Make sure you're subscribed to Don and Ant's podcast. But then you should go look up... <laughs> See, that's then nice. Then you should go look up the David uh, I, I Goggins, have, have. Joe Rogan podcast. But... Or just skip that and go right to his book, Can't Hurt Me. Yeah. Yeah. Don't read his book. Do not read it. 
listen to it because this is what he does. You know, most audible books, they just, you get the same stuff that's in the book. In between chapters, him and the guy that wrote the book for him, they go into podcast mode in between the chapters where they're commenting on what could have been in the book, what was in the book, a story that was missed. They're podcasting between chapters. It's the most insane audiobook I've ever listened to. And it's David Goggins, and he's a total fucking freak. He is He is a freak. He is the the most man of anybody I've ever I mean actually I did almost meet him. I heard I heard him speak live. I didn't feel like waiting to say hi. But anyways, he is the most man version of anybody in America today. He's he que- defines real life. Question for you both. Yeah. So I've read uh, Jocko's book, um, which was uh, Extreme Ownership, mm-hmm. is, is also good. I've heard about it. I haven't, uh, I haven't, I haven't dug into that. Different. Different than, than Goggins. Yep. Um, but what is your point of view? Don and I actually, uh, we know someone who was who was Jocko was like not, was he a Navy he SEAL as well? He was also a SEAL. Okay. And the opinions vary. Like, what's your opinion about being in something that is, uh, for lack of a better description, it's it's uh, special forces, secret society, sharing that experience in the media more broadly. What, what's your what's your take on that? How do you feel about it? If you were a SEAL, what kind of secret society? Yeah, I, I mean, you're not allowed to, to disclose that. that you're a SEAL when you're a SEAL. But the, these guys aren't SEALs. They're anymore. no longer SEALs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so he's, you know, he's a vet, dude. When my opinion is listening to what that guy went through, he can do whatever the fuck he wants. That's right. my opinion. Uh, he went through some shit, man. I mean, just going in, like, to how they they made him go back to buds three times. Like, it's insane what he went through to get through and actually be one of. I forget the exact number, but it, but it's it's not many people that were the, like, you know, a black man that made it. He might have been one of the first Navy SEALs like you know it's, it was mostly white dudes mm-hmm. um, yeah I think he can do whatever he wants I've got no problem with it I'm I'm guessing maybe you have a no, I, no. I'm just always curious about the opinion only I had never thought of it and then I asked again a mutual friend of ours hey how do you well, how do you feel about the ones that go public he had a very strong opinion of I don't like it it exposes things that keep us safe uh, there are secrets that, that shouldn't be told. It's part of mm-hmm. our national security, so on and so forth. And then there was like this, some of it was obviously personal code of honor. But then I talked yeah. to another who, who I met by way of a, of, a, of a work event. And they had the opposite opinion. Obviously, they were there sharing their experience. And I think David Goggins is really, you're not going to get uh, any you know, intellectual insight off right. of his book, I don't think. I mean, everybody knows that where we were in Coronado Bay recently in San Diego, like there's training going on there. Like you, yeah. you don't have to be a genius to figure that out, right? And, and Navy SEAL training and, and all that kind of stuff. But I can tell you one thing for sure. Anyone that that does listen to Can't Hurt Me is going to dig deeper in their actions after that book on everything, right? Dig deeper on being a better family man, dig deeper on their business, on their workouts, like everything you can't listen to that book and then quit on things you know that's why i'm doubling down on this what was the best takeaway for you best takeaway is what the book's all about everybody's got 40 percent more in them you know this dude multiple times did a hundred mile races thought he would quit after you know 
40, 50, 60 miles and did the rest, like broken shins and, you know, feet, ankles that were throbbing and just taped up and just pushing through it. We've, we've all got 40% more in everything we do. We've got 40% of the time left to have some fun. Ooh. I want to know first, how many, We're counting down. how many miles are you making in that race? How many miles was it? It was a hundred miles. hundred miles. Running? Walking? Running. Well, I guess you could walk it too, but you got to get in a certain oh, time limit. Like 24 hours. 24 hours? Yeah. And maybe like 10. <laughs> Dude, I'm in for maybe two, you know? In 24 hours? I mean, you could walk. Yeah. You could walk some miles. I walk my dog a mile every day. Can I do it on the golf course? I don't know. I don't think that counts. Actually, when I play golf, my steps are incredible. I walk at least several miles. You walk miles. or ride? You don't. Oh, I ride, but yeah, even yeah. riding, you walk a lot. You got to walk into the woods to find your ball. No, nah, I walk when I'm pissed up to the green. <laughs> he does. <laughs> so I mean, you heard he almost we, hit a hole one. We've got five minutes. So let, let, let's hammer. He, he wants to hammer home some overrated, underrated. Oh, I'm super and pumped. And you're on the spot now. What's the now first you gotta, one you're serving him up with? Because we got to rotate. This is the overrated, I threw it to you. segment. Throw it to you to give him the first one, then I'll think of the next one. Well, first one we had, we we, we started to and, and it. we we got to see if we can get Sam to call something Sam underrated. Believes, Sam believes everything is overrated. He thinks everything's overrated, the except only for floating. Is that what it's called? Floating. Yeah. You you like float? You like the float? Yeah, I like the float too. Sam's an enlightened cat. Nicole White he hates the float. We didn't even know what it was. Her and I went together first first time floaters, not in the same float thing, you know, together. And they put you in different rooms, obviously. And, uh, I just knew it. I knew by the time I got on my float, she was going to, she was going to be ghost. She was in there for like two minutes and bailed out. That was it for her. Just like, have you guys ever floated? Well, sensory no. deprivation is the gig, right? I don't know. If I, I loved want it. That. I, I only did it that once. And I need to go back because every little like, body part creaked and cracked and crinkled while I was floating in there. I'd I be just, out. I couldn't get no, I don't want I, anything crinkled. I'd be out. I'd be out. All right. Let's go underrated, overrated, because I feel like your opinions are going to be both swift yeah, and with conviction. You want me to go quick? Is that what you want me to do? Rapid fire? No, you, you, can, you can give some, you some can, perspective. No, we want okay. you to give some insight as to okay. why you feel the way you do. All right. So how we're going to go. How many do we have? We're going to try and drum up, what, what do you say, five? Five-ish? Okay. Whatever we can five. squeeze in. We'll do whatever we can we squeeze have. Five? Squeeze it. Four? Five? Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. First one. Okay. Country club memberships. Overrated or underrated? Can I answer this one for him? Because I already mm -hmm. know the answer. Because of the 5 a.m. call. I'm not going to answer. I'll let you answer it. I already know the answer. I don't. Are you the guest? What do you mean? You, do you... I just joined a country club. I know the answer to this one. I'm on the 5 a.m. call. I just joined a country club. And I'm going to say massively underrated right now. Here's why. Was that the answer... You, did you think I was going to say underrated? Of course. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Super under. I'm like, I can't remember the 5 a.m. call that you're referring to. We do so many. Anyways, massively underrated. If you're, let's just take my world, real estate. If you're a real estate agent right now, what is everybody doing? Everybody's buying Zillow leads or realtor.com leads or home valuation leads, right? Everybody's buying online leads. And listen, I, I know some people that are spending 40, 50, 60,000 a month on these leads, right? But it's very competitive, which is why the price is so high to buy leads because everybody's doing it. 
right? Like when I started my career seven years ago, nobody was really, you know, doing any social media advertising, not, certainly not the right way, not producing content, not producing videos or podcasts or anything like that. So that's the direction I went into. Right now, I would tell you if, if you're in business today and, and all your competitors are buying a certain type of lead or cert, doing a certain type of thing to generate leads, that I'd go the other way. And I think the country club is absolutely a way to do that. There's a lot of country clubs in the country right now, certainly if they're a golf course type of country club, that are looking for memberships. If you're young, you can usually get in there at a reduced rate from and lock yourself in long term. These country clubs are not going away, my friends. Like they're going to still be there. The one that I joined's been there since 1900. I'm surprised. I didn't think you were going to actually be able to turn me on this one, but I like to pull through you. Country clubs yeah. are amazing. And, and and they've really catered to getting younger people in there by throwing out incredible deals great better, to deals. get better, younger better people better in there. When I, when I Fortunately, look at I'm 41, so I don't fit into that class of uh -oh. younger. When I look at it as an, just an expense yep. and I say, what's the country club cost? And then what are some of my business expenses? That really opened my eyes up. I'm like, this is like a country clubs are expensive. I get it. But, but a fraction of the, all, the opportunity. But cost when you're those. running a business with, with real expenses, that expense becomes a minor expense and the upside is phenomenal because think about the people you're now associating with. I go into high schools and speak on a yearly basis. And I always tell the kids, you guys have all heard this line. It's not what you know, but it's who you know. And the kids are like, yeah. And I'm like, uh, I'm here to tell you that's true, guys. Okay? I don't care what the guidance counselor told you sitting in the corner. Don't care what the principal told you. Don't even care what, what your favorite teacher told you. They're telling you it's all about getting the degree. And I'm telling you right now, even with the degree, it's going to be who you know that makes it for you. Now, there's a couple sides to that. You can be born with that shit, with the silver spoon in your mouth, and have all the contacts and have the Rolodex. Or you can say, I don't even need that. I don't need to be born with it. I'm just going to knock on the doors that I need to create the relationships in my life, right? And I'll just create who I know based off of sheer, sheer willpower and work. And it's going to be about who you know, whether you work for it or whether it's given to you. But a country club is a great place to start to know those people. Safe to say the three of us sitting in this room would be first-generation country club members. What's going on with the microphone here? Yeah. I'm what a first-generator. You're, you're holding it. I mean, the, the headset. I don't want it to the, fall You look off. like... I'm, I'm like... I'm you're, you're about to, to throw a beat out or something. Yeah. DJ what is that? I'm spinning. You look like an eight-mile. Sam, keep us honest here. What's the overrated or underrated country clubs? He's been look won. at that. He's I been won over. Sold nope. No, no, to the this underrated. This is corrupted. Hit, what would your answer have been if it was just straight overrated, underrated, overrated? All right. All right. Because he's thinking about like, oh, I can just what, what do you golf got what next? I want on on a cheaper price. I get that. If it's if if you're if here's, you know, if you're looking at country clubs just for the golf, yeah, it's probably overrated because you're only going to golf one place. You're probably never going to golf enough to get that money back. I'm looking at it as a, lot a of business good, expense. And so I answered yeah. that question from business perspective. A lot of good relationships built on the golf course. What do you got for the next question? Uh, fancy car. Fancy meaning expensive. Fancy? Like I'm talking, this not is, fancy. This is Didn't so you say you were 41? I'm talking BMW, what Infinity. What kind of word is fancy? Mercedes. Luxury? Luxury car. Luxury car. Okay. Yeah. 
This is so easy for me. It's not even funny. Completely overrated. Like, just... That's so easy. And the only... Like, I guess caveat to that would be, you know, if you're you know, your group, the people you want to network with are individuals that collect cars for whatever reason. But other than that, this is completely overrated. You, you're not going to pick up new business, certainly not in my world, by having a new car, or a fancy luxury car. Now, you can't go the other way. Like in real estate, you can't pull up with a car that's leaking oil in somebody's driveway that like thinks they have a nice driveway yeah, have, and stuff and you have to have a presentable car right have to have a presentable well, where car. does luxury start well that's a good question too right so what's luxury? that's what i was saying luxury is above your 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 nissan your toyota you you know you're, you're, you're go, looking you lexus like, BM, like bmw mercedes BM lexus and infinity yeah, brand and new bms and up. for me it's way overrated it's a, just it's a cost that makes no sense to me it's a car all you do is beat it down and the perfect example of that is last week I drive an Altima or has Chris so Rock. Chris what does Chris Rock Altima. drive? An Altima. <laughs> he drives. Last week at, at some point during the day, somebody hit my car. Just back, backing out, smashed in my, my passenger side wheel yep. well. Yeah, at the end of the day, I don't give a shit, right? I, it's there. I, if I can pop it out, I can, I'll pop it out, but if I don't I care. To Today he shows up. In, in the pissiest mood because his what kind of car you have? An infinity. His infinity has he got into a fender bender and just yeah. just mad Good at the question world. for you on that. <laughs> I need your opinion. Stuff, yeah. If you do a favor for a friend okay. and in the process of doing that favor oh, your car gets smashed, is it their fault? No. Yeah. Yes, right? Absolutely Definitely. not. What is I, wrong I, with I, you? I, don't know that I believe that. Fan Sam. luxury car, overrated, underrated. Uh, no. overrated. Overrated, overrated. Do you think it's someone's fault? Do you think it's their fault? That's what I was more interested in. Do you yeah. think it's the other person's fault? Is it fault? their fault? If you asked me to run to the store for you and yeah, I did that's it. that's my fault. And then I, I got into a car accident. Is that your fault? No. Yeah. Absolutely not. I, I don't know you, where I stand on this one, but I, I was definitely pissy. I was in a pissy mood. I would have given you, you a doing, little. It's only a month old. Were you doing a favor for somebody? I won't name anybody, but I was definitely helping somebody out. I would have given him a little bit of leeway and been like, maybe, but he's literally the worst driver in the world. Yeah, I still needed to watch the No, I'm not saying I'm going to make that person pay for the mistake. Probably not. Definitely not. You're no, going to let them know. Sour about but it. I, I would let them know. Them sure. I would let them know, but it, <laughs> yeah, rationally, I, you couldn't blame them. Rationally, I could never blame no. the other person, but I, I was definitely, I was pissed. But I would let them know. I would rationally blame that person, but I wouldn't ask them for money, but I would blame them for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of my The life. rest of my life, for sure. Uh, fantasy sports, underrated or overrated? This is the last question. And you question. can go as a skill or as a hobby, whatever you want to do. Underrated. Uh, I'm a big fantasy sports fan. I'm, I think it's grossly underrated for an escapism tool. Like, I use it as, like, my escape. You know, that's my way to reconnect with my old school boys. You know, like, the boys that I grew up with, that's like the one time a year we really get to like kick back and, and hang out on a Sunday afternoon and draft our fancy football teams. Yep. It keeps me engaged throughout the leagues, like knowing the teams. Like if you're a sports fan and you're not playing fantasy sports, I think you're missing something there. And there's just huge upside if you want to get into it on the business side. There is huge upside in fantasy sports to make money off of it, whether it's going to be from the gambling route or the content uh, route or the stats route. Like, 
Uh, I think right now it's completely underrated in so many different ways, even though it's wildly popular. I, th I think there's only, you know, room to grow. We got to go two more quick questions. I, can I answer this. or no? What was oh, the question? Tom wants in on the fantasy. Fantasy, fantasy sports. sports. Oh, go, go. I want your opinion. It's extremely underrated. Yeah. Well, daily fantasy, amazing. I, I could never I'm get addicted into to it. it. I'm yep. terrible yeah. at it. I'm terrible at it. I don't play the daily because I'll just lose all my money. Fantasy I like leagues, leagues, I love. The camaraderie of, of hanging out with your friends that Bragging one time. Rights. But I'm in leagues now, like baseball. I'm, I'm in fantasy baseball now. I, I don't keep up with the players. I show up to the draft. I don't have the magazine or the cheat yeah. sheet, any of that stuff. I'm just like, I'll take D. Johnson. You're he still, sounds really if good. If I could make still real draft money. You're Omar Vizquel. Yeah. And <laughs> I have, and, and I, I just have to touch on this because I've never heard of this injury before. And it probably has nothing to do with this. Ooh, what? The guy from Seattle? The, the guy from Seattle, his name is... Hanniger, I have him on my team, dude. He tore his testicle. No, he ruptured. He ruptured. 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 He ruptured his ball. testicle. He's on my team, and he was a beast. I was reading the stats, uh, or not the stats. I was reading, I was the, reading the update up, about it. Yes. And, and the guy wrote from Yahoo Sports. He's like, "This hurts me to write this." I read the same the thing. I, I forwarded it to my friends that are yeah. in the league, and he I'm like, "You can't a, even make this up." He gets a sympathy draft pick from me for the next five years, just based on that. If I could make real money on fantasy sports and play pretend GM. All day long. Best job ever. That's the best job in the world. Like being the GM. That is a good job. Of a sport. Probably NFL because you just have, you know, the heat of the 52 players. You've got more opportunities. Like is it NBA, the best like, job? Look at Brian Cashman. Whoa, no, he said pretend. Oh, pretend, pretend one. To make money. Job, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the real Not thing. in real life because that dude looked like a jolly young fellow when he f was the first the GM. Cashman, of the he was never a good looking dude. No, but he uh, looks, he he's aged quite a bit. He's he also been there for like He's been there for years. he's been there for twenty five years, but he tough. I think he he's cut some life off at the end of it. It's cut some years off at the end yeah. of his another, life. Another one for you, and what then we'll got? finish up with the grand finale. What do you got? Butler service on vacation, underrated, uh, overrated, like in the Caribbean where they offer it. I mean, is that even is that real life? Like yeah, like in other words, for the price, underrated or overrated? Because you do pay more. Underrated, underrated. Yeah, you're going underrated on that. Absolutely, Don. I've never had it, but I'm going to say underrated. Butler I want it. service. Yeah, I mean, I don't care what the price is. It's going to be an underrated service. When you go on vacation, are you there to start like, you know, we do this when we travel. It's like, hey, let's stop at the store. Let's get a bunch of water bottles. Let's get all the stuff we need so like we can have a, you know, we can host a couple maybe podcasts or little events or whatever. Like you got to do the work. Now you're traveling. You're doing the work. I mean, these are business trips usually that we're doing that kind of stuff. But if I'm on vacation mode, phone's going away and I'm chilling out like I don't want to go get the water bottles I don't want to go get the whatever it is I don't want to have to like my laundry needs to be like cleaned I don't want to have to go running around trying to figure out who's going to clean it or whatever like the butler dude yeah absolutely I want to completely check out unplug let my bar battery charge back up to 100% I don't want to be coming back from vacation on 78% 78% of, on your cell phone, it goes to zero a lot quicker than when you're on 100. I want to come back 100 feeling really good. I'll I've, buy that. I've got a good buddy who does, he gets butler service. He's got young kids. And I'm like, you can't, there's no going back from here. You can't go away with your kids ever and not have butler service. You've conditioned yeah. yourself. Can't go back. I'm getting it now. And here's the other I've thing. I've had it. Here, here's the one thing though. I'm a big believer in spending your money on anything that, that, can give you more energy and make you feel good, right? Like, um, 
you know, people will say, you like to buy nice clothes, right? Yeah, not present, present outfit, obviously. Don told me I wasn't dressed up. Enough, but, but yeah. generally speaking. Yeah, I didn't say that. I said your you shirt enjoy was to really buy small. Nice clothes, and you do too, Don. Like, uh, like I, I know. I shop at TJ Maxx. <laughs> clothes that fit me right, that make me feel good, they give me a better energy during the day. You know, some, to some people, that's not the case. Some people, clothes are just clothes, right? I got to have clothes. I got to wear it. I don't care what they are. I'm just going to wear whatever it is. I'm a big believer in the look good, you feel good, you play good. I'm I'm a, I believe that. I'm I believe that. in that too. I, I mean, when I look in the mirror when I leave and I'm, if I got a, a pretty kick-ass outfit on, I'm like, yeah, it's going to be a good day. You look good today, more man. energy, yeah. man. You look it's going to be a feel. good day. And yeah. then maybe you'll slip in a few questions that people are like, hey. Does my outfit look all right? Like, does so this match? Just so they would be like, yeah, your outfit's and, awesome. And the greatest <laughs> athletes, I mean, I get it, they're athletes, but they're in, like LeBron James. Going, let's circle it all the way back here. LeBron we are James, going to with our last question, too. LeBron James invests over a million dollars a year into his body. Like, yep. listen, guys, we all have one body. We're going to be here for a certain amount of time. Reinvest in you, gym, mental the clothes, like anything attached to the body, making me feel good, the butler bringing me sparkling water, all that shit, I'm in for it. All right, last one. And this one is to, is to bring plain it full sparkling circle. sparkling water. So yeah, you, you gave a pretty impassioned point of view about Michael Jordan. Yeah. As a reflector on his career mm -hmm. on the court. Mm -hmm. Under or overrated? Uh, underrated. Michael Jordan on yeah. his career he could have Michael Jordan as a basketball player is he, he underrated or overrated remembering that it doesn't have any impact on whether he was great or not because he was great he's the greatest I'd say because revisionist history exists I'm going to go overrated no he could have 10 peated if, if I'm going to say NBA underrated because you didn't let me answer Sam and MJ, I mean, the whole room's against me this is bullshit you were underrated <laughs> MJ was kicked out of the league for gambling do you guys know the real story? Yeah, of course. Yeah. He was kicked. He didn't go to play to fill out daddy's dream of him playing baseball. For the Barons? It was to, the heat was on. He was banned. It's like Dustin Johnson's six-month hiatus. It was, the heat was on from David yeah. Stern and, and also about his dad. Like There's, there's yep. things that loom about there was the dad. That, yeah. that whole thing. But mostly it was he was gambling out of control, and they banned him from the league. So, you know, backdoor ban, come back later. And then he went to go play baseball. He would have won those two championships with the Rockets won. I know, I get it, Hakeem the Dream and all this kind of stuff. He would have beaten the Rockets in both of those championships. So there's yeah, they beat a right tired there. Knicks team. They beat a, uh, who else did they, who did they beat the second for the second championship? Yeah, they beat the Knicks. They beat and, the Knicks uh, in 94, and then in 95, they beat the Orlando Magic with Shaq and yeah. Penny Hardaway. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Just look at what he did. I mean, like, imagine I if he played saying, for Golden like, State think in his prime with these players point. that he they have now. I think uh, we're not even going to go into it. With Dennis Golden Rodman State said the other teams. day on uh, somebody's show, Dennis Rodman said Jordan would score fifty in this era. I do believe it's, that. It's always it's ha it's hard to to go from one era to another era. It's always going to be a tough argument. Unstoppable. There's nothing force. you can really do. And he would have worked on his shooting even more so in today's game. But when you go back into all the eras, I just I can't match anybody up against MJ and Kobe a close second on their mindset of just not giving an absolute fuck what anybody thought of them. And for you guys, the reason you brought me onto this podcast, 
was to see how you could like really spark this thing. I think you guys need to lean into more content around the podcast and not give an absolute fuck about what anybody thinks. And that's when you're going to start providing the most upside value to your listeners. I agree. And we need to, we need to integrate the word fuck more. Fuck it. I feel like it's been integrated. It's been integrated on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, that's been another episode today was more of a hangout, but Byron, it was, it was cool having you by. You should come by again. I want you guys to have me back on episode 55 because five is my favorite number, but we can't have me back, you know, right away on five. Right. And I can tell my whole story on 55. If we don't, if we don't make it to fifty-five, we're just gonna come back on yours. Come back on mine. <laughs> yeah, I'll definitely have you guys anytime. At one fifty-five, you're past fifty-five. All right. Yep. All right. Well, we're signing off. This has been the roads less taken. Have a good day, everybody. Subscribe up. <laughs>